0: Hi there and welcome to episode 7 of the Smart English Coach podcast. The podcast which helps you get to advanced English level fast with strategies, mindset and shortcuts for fluent and confident English speaking. In this episode, how can you make progress in English without a teacher? So just to start, it is possible to teach yourself English. There are all sorts of books and courses to teach yourself a language And I think it's perfectly possible to learn enough from one of these to speak, at least in limited terms, for when you go on holiday, for example. Obviously, having a teacher helps to speed up the learning process. A teacher can tell you where you're making mistakes, can explain things to you easily, and can help you with specific areas that you find difficult. Doing all this on your own is possible, but it might take longer. This is also true at advanced level. A teacher or coach can work on very specific areas and can also help you to maintain your level of English. But what do you do if you can't get an English teacher or coach? How can you still make progress and get feedback? Here's a little guide to making progress in English without having a teacher. It's in three steps. Step one is to identify people whose English you like. This could be anyone. A colleague, a manager, a friend or family member. Or a public figure like an actor or TED talk speaker. As part of your selection process, define some reasons why you like this person. Here are four areas you could think about. Number one, they communicate clearly. Their pronunciation is clear and their message is clear. They don't speak too fast or too slowly And they don't use too many complicated words, perhaps. Number two, their English sounds natural and fluent. So they don't pause too often, but they pause in the right places. They use accurate vocabulary for what they want to say. And they also use vocabulary and phrases that you would like to use. This is particularly important in business where your company or industry might have its own special terms. Number three, their communication style feels right to you. So they have a way of communicating that you think is effective or which you admire in some way. So for example, they're respectful or they use a little humour. They sound friendly but professional and so on. Communication style is personal and you'll know the style that you want to have. And number four, they share your values about English. So what do I mean by this? Here's a personal example for you. When I was living in Italy, I liked listening to people who were careful about their word choice. I liked listening to people who used a variety of grammatical structures to sound intelligent and thoughtful and who could form complex sentences without becoming overcomplicated. I wanted this for my Italian as well because I wanted to move up a level. I didn't want to sound like a typical teenager, for example. The reason I say this is because I was teaching teenagers at the time, so I heard a lot of their Italian. So that's step one, to define some criteria for people whose English you like. So the second step is to listen to these people as much as possible. Make a note of the English which will be useful to you. Of course, if you've chosen an actor, you'll need to realise that the actor plays different roles. So, listen not so much to the films but to the interviews. And when you listen to these people, listen out for these things polite phrases, the phrases we use for disagreement, apologising, explaining, and so on. Collocations, the words that naturally go together because this will help you to have easier conversations. Synonyms, so you don't always repeat yourself. And then, of course, the pronunciation if you're sure it's correct. And then step three is to incorporate this English into your own English. The aim isn't to copy everything, but the parts that you like. For colleagues, this might be industry terms, or it could be acceptable and professional ways of saying something. To give you an example, I heard a lovely phrase to say that you can't take on more work. Instead of saying that you're busy which is something that most bosses would just ignore, you could say to be at capacity. And that means that you don't have any space for any extra work. Here's another example for you. A colleague of mine needed to warn someone that she would have to fire him if he didn't change the way he worked. Instead of saying, I'm going to fire you if blah, 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 she said, we'll have to terminate our agreement if you can't. And then she went on to say what he needed to do. It just sounded more professional and elegant. And if it's a public figure whose English you like, note where the person gets a particular reaction to what they say. So the audience might laugh because of a funny phrase or a way of emphasising a word in a story, for example. So to sum up, start using bits of other people's English so that you can sound more professional. Your feedback will be in the reactions you get when you use this English. I'd love to hear what you think. Do you ever copy or borrow other ways of speaking? And has it been effective for you? If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review as this helps other people to find the podcast. In the next episode, how to get unstuck with your English So if you need some inspiration for when you feel that you aren't progressing, maybe you're using the same vocabulary, or maybe you feel you've got into bad habits, I'll show you how you can get unstuck. Speak soon.